Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. From a land far, far away where success is a long shot and the struggle really is real comes a voice from the depths of the concrete, the bowels of the BX, a voice that can't be silenced, here to share his positivity. Welcome to the Hope of the Hood Podcast. Guys, welcome back to the Hope of the Hood. Thank you so much. This is a very special episode. Hopefully you guys had a pretty good weekend. Thank you for starting your week with us. Shout out to Acast. Shout out to Better Days. That's where that's where we're recording right now. We're recording in the Lower East Side. You guys usually hear me plug the show Better Days Comedy every week. 302 Broom Street. We're in the karaoke room right now, man. You know what I'm saying? They, they allowed us to get busy. Well, you know, in the sense of recording a podcast. In the karaoke room, man. It's lit, man. I got... I got, we got a rug on the fucking wall. This shit look like it's like $10 million, man. It feels so good. You just want to rub your pinky toe on it. You know what I'm saying? Depth. Not much going on, but so much going on. My week was crazy. Uh, I got a dope-ass email from some dope-ass people. We not going to get it. We ain't going to get too into, into, into details, but we're going to say... Your boy is on the way. You know what I'm saying? You know when you get that email from the from them people up, up there? And they be like, yo, come to the office. And you're like, who, me? I'm on my mother couch. You know what I'm saying? Everybody out there that's listened to this podcast before, you know the journey. So it's like, that's the whole sole purpose of the podcast. One of them, too, is to, you know, some people do great things or they become super accomplished and then they tell their story. So in, in the sense of this is like, you guys are with me on the fucking journey. You know what I mean? Like every step of the way, you know, from when I get a break over here, break over there, the backstory, shit's moving for your boy, man. And I feel good. I feel super good. I feel fortunate. I feel like everybody's well wishes is is mad helpful because it hits you sometimes like, yo, nobody ain't never believe in me about life. And now people make it like along the way, like every step of the way, people were like, yo, I see something. Yo, you got something. Yo, I fuck with you. Yo, la, la, la. And I never got gas, but I feel like I probably wouldn't get to the places that I'm getting without that shit. I mean, of course, you know, your boy got sauce that comes from within. <laughs> but you guys is like Parmesan cheese on top of my fucking chicken parmesan. You know what I'm saying? Because it was already chicken palm, but then you threw extra palm on it. <laughs> Way more flavor. All right. Like I said before, we're recording here. Better days. Uh, 302 Boom Street. 
stop by, check it out, have a drink. Our guest this week, he's the reason we're at Better Days. He's one of my fucking dudes I feel fortunate to know. Uh, it's cool to know people that... It's cool to have friends that amaze you with what they do. You know what I mean? You put yourself around dope-ass fucking people. And it happens without... Sometimes it, I didn't know this motherfucker was a dope-ass extraterrestrial motherfucker until... Until, like, I, after I already met him, I was like, yo, we cool already. And then I do the backlog. I'm like, oh, this dude is an extraterrestrial. Motherfucker's he's lit out here, B. Artwork. Visionary. Fly dude. Model. Ex-model. Never model? Yo, come on. Don't fucking play with me. Model citizen. Model citizen. Nah, so this is my dude. Uh, is this room named after you, by the way? Yeah, that, but that's that. I'm still not sure how that happened. Hold on, can you tell the people your name, please? My name is Jason uh, Yarmoski. Where can they find you? Here on Wednesdays. With oh, you. Absolutely, true, true, true. Um, but the rest of the time, painting in my studio, most likely. Where can they see your work? Because right now, before you even we get into this interview, you guys need to put it on pause. Go to my man's shit just one time, just so you could be like, oh, that's who. He- that's what he does before you even go any further, before we even delve even deeper. I mean, my yeah, online, I mean, obviously I, I'm online, got a website, myname.com. Not myname.com, but myname.com, jcrmoski.com. Instagram. Um, but, you know, I, I show all over the place. I show, you know, um, kind of all over internationally. Um, and I got a few shows coming up that I'm excited about, working on some new work. After a long, I don't know, seven-year uh, project I've been doing with my grandparents, which, if I mean, if you Google me at that point, you'll see the types of paintings I've been doing or conceptually exploring um, age and time and mortality and all that. But, uh, but you know, comedy. But, but hold on. We're not even going to get into that yet. We're going to get into that. Actually, how did you meet... Uh... How did you meet Oliver, the dude that runs that owns the place? Okay, so this is this is why I get like a little bashful when you the model thing. So I, I'm an artist, right? I paint, I draw some video. Um, and I don't know, a few years back, 2014, I was contacted. Somebody who followed my work um contacted me about uh this campaign that 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 they thought I would be uh good for. And I wasn't opposed to it. I was like, cool, yeah, you can you can um Put me in on that if you want me to come by or whatever. And that's how I met Rita first. Rita ended up casting me for this Bergdorf Goodman campaign, which is like kind of crazy. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And then one day I get a text message. I was on a billboard in Soho. But did you know them though? <laughs> did you know Rita? Did no, you know? I met Rita there. She, I get, you know, she like interviewed me in a sense, like just asking about me, what kind of art I do. Cause this campaign with them was specifically featuring like a musician, a visual artist. Um, mm. a chef, mm. you know, creative types. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. kind of where we've been at lately. It's okay. like we want to uh, push whatever we're selling using creatives as opposed to, you know, what it used to be with models. Like, so for me, that's a very different thing. And um, yeah, me and Rita, we were cool. We just, we hit it off as friends and met Oliver and, you know, dinners here and there. So you came in them knowing you were an artist. So it wasn't even like, yo, we need a model. It was just like, yo, we need an artist that's, you know, yeah. also not ugly. Yo, shout out to all my ugly people out there because you guys is unique, man. You know what I'm saying? 
There's mad ugly, good-looking people out there. And there's mad good-looking, ugly people out there. If you keep it up with the talk, you'll understand what I mean. We're talking about feelings. <laughs> so they knew you was an artist, but how did, so then how did you guys get into the loop with, like, did he, did well, you got like, what Well, was, yeah, so basically uh, we, we stay friends. We would, you know, have dinners, have drinks. And when I think it was about, it was this, this past, last September, they they reopened this place, Better Days. Okay. And um, when they reopened, you know, Rita did this. She curated the art here. Uh, the, you know, different events going on. A lot of times there's jazz, there's fun things. And, you know, I like hanging out here. It's very easy for me to get here. My friends come here. I know a lot of people. But, um, you know, the whole comedy thing, how we met even, was just a very organic way of, like, plugging that here is mm-hmm. kind of the perfect venue for that in a, in a, in a way of, is is unassuming at least for all the com. I love comedy, you right. know, and all the kind of comedy shows I've been to, you know, there's a brick wall or there's this. It's a, it's a little bit plain mm-hmm. in terms of what surrounds the comic on stage, right. but here it's kind of sexy. It's got like this. It's like a lounge this vibe. It's loungy. It's, it's. I feel like I can have like eight bongo drummers behind <laughs> me, like fucking shorties with pineapples on their head and all of that. You know what I'm saying? Or some real Cervantes. Shout out to, to my to my to my geyser Cervantes at the bar, shaking up the mixer at the wrong times of the comedy show. We still love you though. Listen, <laughs> it's not the wrong time. He's like, nah, this dude. Yeah, nah, yeah. He he get it sometimes. So like, um, what would you describe your style as? Like, what do you? Because I'm not. I like. I just know art. I don't know like the specific. What would what's it described as? What you do? Because like real quick, I'm sorry. I know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm, but when I first saw, I was on your gram, and I'm like, oh, my man's a dope photographer. Right. My man Jose said the same thing. That's what's so funny because he told me. I'm like, I've been taught that. And then as you go down, you look at the caption. It's like, like, like pencil on on paper or something. Or yeah, like, oil on you canvas. See oil on canvas, and then you're like. Get the fuck out of here. My man drew this shit. What do you call that type of art? I mean, well, what do people, what do, what is a realistic that? element to it? You know, um, I think that I've always been drawn to classical artworks from when the time when I was a kid, you know, the, the, the only artists that I knew were Ninja Turtles straight mm. up like Leonardo, Michelangelo, Oh, but you don't mean the Ralph Ninja Turtles. You mean the actual... But the Ninja Turtles are named after actual Renaissance. Right, right. Yeah, so so like I, that's the kind of art I knew. As I got older, I learned a lot more about art, learned a lot more about contemporary art. But I was drawn to that, you know, starting with Leonardo. Then you got the Velasquez, Rembrandts, all this. And I only started oil painting, actually, in 2010 when I was graduating from college. Because when I went to, to school, to art school, I was just, you know, art schooling it up. Like mixed media experience. Mm-hmm. experimental like trying different things um but when i started oil painting it just was it felt right organic because i've been drawing since i was a kid and um yeah i i just i i enjoy um the you know that uh classical approach to creating mm-hmm. but you know what is right now it's 2018 mm-hmm. and it's funny because there aren't a lot of people that are painting that way at least not in a way that feels contemporary Right, because you can paint like that, but it might then look like it like it did. Right, but you know that's that's one of the more exciting challenges for me as an artist to use those skills that I have in that classical you know approach and make it contemporary, make it reflect things that I feel now. You mm-hmm. know, in in a, in a 
unique way, I guess. What would you what would you consider like what's your technique? If I'm trying to make something, create this illusion of something looking real, I'm I'm looking at it differently. I'm almost kind of like rewired my brain and how to perceive information, right? So I'm looking at it in terms of light. Because, you know, if there's no light, then it's dark. You can't mm-hmm. see anything, right? Mm-hmm. The only way we're able to see anything is based on the way light hits those things. Mm-hmm. So light hits a form, it shows you what that form is, right? And for me, it could be a face. It could be um, a whole figure. It could be a, it could be a, a chair. Whatever that object is, mm-hmm. I observe it based on light, you know? And using, you know, if you have these classical paintings, a lot of paintings, they feel like windows. You're looking into an image, right? From corner to corner to corner to corner, it's this illusion of a real space, a place that you can, you know, believe. But for me, I think one of the more fun things, create, using those, that, that approach in a more contemporary way is realizing that at the end of the day, whether it's a piece of paper or a canvas, you're painting on a flat surface. Right. Is the a goal, is the agenda to create that entire surface to make that become an illusion to a place or to use it in different ways. You know what I mean? Some parts of that canvas could be realistic. Some parts can be um, imagined, mm-hmm. you know, just come from my imagination without observing the way I would to make something look real necessarily. Mm-hmm. And I like that, I guess, that combination of things, you know, especially after the, all the years I had, I had spent um, working with my grandparents, you know, painting them as my subjects, exploring age and time and, the last body of work that I did this last summer, I had a show at the University of Maine Museum of Art, which uh, specifically focused on my grandmother. She had been going through dementia, Alzheimer's. And I think in a lot of ways, exploring age with them and going down that road that they went, that what she went down and my grandfather's going down, uh, it, it it influenced me creatively in, in ways I had didn't uh anticipate like mm-hmm. with the dementia of my grandmother there was so much going on that was intangible for anyone not experiencing it other than her so for me witnessing that I'm trying to to figure out ways I can do that you know or ways that it would inspire my my visual work and um I think in a lot of ways like this idea of the deconstructing mind right mm-hmm. um made me think about like the deconstructing an image and the way I would perceive what I was trying to do, like how I'm trying to paint something. Maybe I take a different approach. Maybe I do this um, differently to get this effect that can relate conceptually to what it is I'm trying to say, you know? It's almost like when you have your grandparents kind of like, you have your grandparents in like a Batman suit or like a (laughs) a bunny. It's almost like you're taking, you're mixing up. You're not mixing, but you're being conceptual. Like some people, like when I see it, I didn't get, what it was pretty much. I just knew it was dope and amazing. <laughs> so it's like, I'm just like, yo, this is blowing my mind, but I didn't know, you know what I mean? Well, you know, I initially when I started working with them, the costumes, whether it was like children's costumes or superhero costumes, those costumes were all just metaphors. Right. You know, um, they weren't specifically, oh, this is an old Batman. It was this man wearing a Batman outfit. What does that make you think? Like, when you're a kid, it's acceptable to wear that, but is it when you're old? It's not that mm. this is a fading, aging superhero, but what is a hero? And how do you relate that to humanity? How do you relate that to what we uh, are conditioned to understand in terms of our life, our aging? Especially we live, you know, in America, in a society where we don't like celebrating age because that's something we fear. Oh, I'm we getting c- older. We celebrate youth, right? Everything is about that. And, and uh, once again, that's conditioning. That's what we're taught. 
And um, yeah, that's the journey. We're all, you know, in the same place, figuring out what we believe and how we want to look at things, you know, our perspective on the world. And art and comedy, I'm sure for you, it's the same thing. It's just like, you you know, I'm inspired by what I don't know. So in my work, I'm, I'm less concerned about finding answers in it, but more um, interested in asking questions. Because, explore. you know, if I could explore what interests me and there's a personal connection with what I'm doing, there's, of course, there's other people are going to feel something, you know, because I feel it. That'll translate. If I wasn't into it, why would you be? And right, right. in the comedy, that's what makes in my opinion, like jokes so funny or they hit something because all of these jokes come from a real place. Right. They're real things that maybe aren't funny, you know, or... Something to get people to feel something because it comes yeah. from a feeling. It doesn't come yeah. from, yo, let me... Like one of my things is like, not to say like, I, I, try, I, I may do topical things, but I try to not be as topical because the topical to me, I'd rather be general than topical, but specific in my general... Mm-hmm. Where it be, whether it be an emotion or like as opposed to uh, what happened in the news today. You know what I mean? Like obviously it's going to give everybody some sort of a feeling what happened. But to kind of be more in tune with myself, I'd rather not know or just be in my own bubble mentally yeah. so I can deep dig. I could dig deeper into me, I guess. So I'm like I'm forced to focus on like, Yo, how do I feel? Why do I feel? I might not figure it out for a while, but the but those things I are more there, timeless than what happened yesterday to to so and so, right? Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary Freaknik: The Wildest Party Never Told about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right. What are some of the obstacles that you face, you know, in what you want to achieve when you're painting or you're whatever you're, you're putting? Because I'm pretty sure you do other things. So whatever you focus your creativity in. What are the biggest obstacles? And then how do you overcome those obstacles? I mean, well, I can start. The first thing that comes to mind, and I think a lot of creative people are like this, but I'm, I'm my toughest critic. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times I'll make a painting or a drawing and, you know, I don't, sometimes I'll make a painting, I'll put it aside or I'll even roll it up off the canvas and store it. And then, you know, revisit it later, see something different than I didn't see, mm-hmm. you know, when I was working on it. I work on lots of pieces at the same time. So when people ask me how long it takes or this, that, it's hard to say because I've kind of always have my hand in something. Um, but, you know, those are definitely obstacles because I'm very specific in what I'm trying to say with these works. I'm not just necessarily making works, putting them out there and letting them do what they do. And I feel what I feel later. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to I want to feel good about everything I put out there and everything I'd, I'd make, whether I need to. I don't as an artist, I don't need to explain anything. And I think, you know there's such a subjectivity to art 
you know, people project what they feel when they see something. You know, it's, it's a bonus, if, especially if the viewer is interested to know what the artist was was intent, right. what they were thinking. But at the end of the day, like, I do put a lot into my work, whether I need to share that or not. So that's also that those are the challenges, you know, for me. It's, it's, it's my journal, in a sense, you know, yeah. like those questions I have, those explorations I, I'm, I'm making, it's, it's, it's in that, in those works. You know, and always, with, with, it's very personal to me, whoever I use. You know, I've, I've used my grandparents for seven years. I'm using um, my close friend for, for all of those years. I've been painting my grandparents, actually. And, you know, it's... Uh, Is that something where you're like... Do you only paint your people that you have some sort of an emotional connection with or does it come out better that way? Yeah, I, that's just me. I don't know what that is about because there are lots of artists throughout history that just have models, you know, that, oh, whether it's a muse or it's just somebody that filled what that idea was. But for me, I always seem to really do my best work when I'm working with with somebody I, I know, right. knew, have some, had, have connection with. It's case by case, I guess. That's just kind of bugged out. So what's some of your influences? What's some of your influences in, like... I know you said Leonardo DiCaprio and Donatello and them niggas and all of that shit, but, like, who's... Any other kind of influences you have? Yo, Titanic, best painting ever. Word, son. That shit... Come on, man. Um, I have a lot. I really do. I, I mean, on on for different reasons, you know. Um, when it comes to social, political art... I'm I'm a big fan of specifically there are a lot of photographers. There's, you know, Cindy Sherman, there's Carrie Mae Weems. Um, and these artists I think are just brilliant. Um, I love, you know, I, I went from looking at art from like a Velasquez Rembrandt perspective to like I just went to the David Hockney exhibition at the Met that, mm-hmm. that recently ended. I was just blown away by his work in the 60s and 70s, especially those pieces, like looking at those. I mean, there are specific exhibitions that do that to me in terms of influence or what, what inspires me. Um, I remember, I guess within the last year or two, the other exhibitions that really stood out to me was when Nicole Eisenman had an exhibition at the New Museum that was super dope. And uh, also uh, Kerry James Marshall mm-hmm. at the Met Brewer. And those are exhibitions that I'll go to and I'll be like, whoa, and I'm going back. Like, I'll go back the next week or I'll try to see it a few times. How do you take it in as a, as a, like, do you take it in like, what the fuck were they thinking about? Or do you, like, how do you, you're just yeah, no, blown away. You know what it is that, that gets me the most excited now, creatively, is like when I see an artist just do it. They go for it. They're like, yo, they just fucking did it. But yeah, no, I get inspired. Because, you know, especially if I'm, if I grew up, as a kid, looking at these classical artists, that was a, during a time when art was way more objective. Mm-hmm. They're painters, they're sculptors, and they're creating, there's an, there's an agenda, you know? And now, ever since, like, the Duchamp, the the, the um, Warhol, uh, <coughs> art is just different. It's, it's, it's become everything else, you know? You can really do what you want, especially today. Today is, is what, what are you making that makes somebody feel something? Or not, or whatever it is. It's just there's so many different ways to make art. There's so many ways to see art. The internet's changed everything. I mean, if you think about what art was before the camera, mm-hmm. the painting, a painting was the only way you can really replicate an image, like a person. That's a portrait of this person that existed because you don't have a photo of them. Now, not just with photography, but with technology, we can do everything. So how are your paintings gonna gonna be different? 
from what it was because a lot of people today can't paint as well as they painted then so what's going to separate what's going to set you apart you know and i think there's so many different types of creating art in terms of that in this age of technology that i don't know i just get inspired when i go to a show and see an artist do something that just feels so raw straight from them you know it's hard to create within a vacuum because we live in this collective consciousness where like you know it's hard to arrive at that you know it's like we're surrounded by images and, and art and everything every day bombarded with that whether you're on social media or whatever so for you to be able to like just look inside yourself and create this thing that's super unique like there's no way i'd ever see that if you didn't make that you just that's your own world and those artists stand out to me they those artists who use the canvas differently you know um yeah do you have other aesthetic approaches beyond your current series as in as far as like realism um, well, yeah, with the new work I'm doing now, it's, it's fun for me because I'm combining, you know, that observational painting or drawing, that that the idea of making something, creating that illusion of reality and combining that with more my, my imagination, I guess, you know, making images, painting things outside of my head and, and combining those those elements together is what's making art exciting for me. That's the other thing. I think like, you know, I ain't whatever, front I said real quick, don't yeah. forget what you were about to say. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get yeah, you yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. But I seen some shit at your studio the other day. I was like, oh, that shit is crazy. Yeah. It was like some, it was like somebody laying, but then like, a, it looked like a ghost yeah. coming around them. That right. shit was bugged out. That, that's a great example. That was actually one of the, that piece was a piece that I had rolled up that I didn't at the time want to look at. And then when I unrolled it, I looked at it, saw something else, added something to it. And that piece became like the prototype for this new work I'm trying to do. You think it was because, because sometimes maybe it's like, so for me, it's like a joke, right? Of mm. an idea that I had. Do you think it's because you weren't ready for it? Mm. Not to say it wasn't good. Not to say, because it, it sparked yeah. from a great idea, but like you weren't ready. Is that Absolutely. it? There's this uh, quote, this, I mean, I don't know, it's a quote, it's a saying, it's a, uh, no man steps into the same river twice for he is not the same man and it is not the same river. Damn, that shit was deep, son. That shit make me want to fucking change my lifestyle or something. Or like, I want to go to Saskatchewan. Ain't you from Saskatchewan? Is that where you learned how to paint at a young age? I'm from uh, (laughs) Poughkeepsie. Oh, yeah. Shout out to my Poughkeepsie crew. Yo, what would you say your brand is? Like, what's your Nike swoosh? Mm. Well, I got Reebok Classics on right now. I mean, what's your Reebok fucking Troctagon, whatever that is? What's that for you? What's that? You mean uh, like what's what's who are, who are you like what's your representation what's your swoosh what's your what's your polo horse what's fuck your fucking I don't know man I don't know I mean I know I, I pretty much dress the same every day you I don't know, mean I like it's own. not fashion I just mean like yeah who you are like who who what's your brand you know for me it's like yo the hope of the hood that's my brand the hope of the hood. well what's your brand I don't really know if that's for me to even say I'm not sure because I'm so uh, I'll think about that that's homework my dude uh, what do you want your legacy to be. When you out of here, what you want them to say about your boy, about you? I mean, I don't, I don't know what what I want them them. What to do you want to leave behind? Not even what they can say. What do you want to leave behind? What I guess I want to leave behind is is what I'm doing. Like for me, creating these paintings. I, when you when you look back, the art has been there since the beginning of time. Whether it's like caveman drawings, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's a visual way of it's a language. And to explore, express, you know, culturally, uh, 
documented, you know, the idea of being part of that history, that art history for me is special. And I think that to fit into that dialogue, whatever you create has to reflect the time in which you're living because it's like a timeline, it's documenting that. And, you know, I've been inspired by different, you know, types of approaches to creating art throughout history. I've been inspired by the classical, the Renaissance, the the this, that, all the way up until now was, you know, there's some contemporary stuff that, you know, I would collect that I don't even do. That's not necessarily what I'm doing, but I'm inspired by it. So figuring, a, you know, being part of that dialogue, finding my own language is what I'm still doing. I'm never going to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. And within that language, talking about things that, that I want to explore, you know, that I'm interested in. Um, I think that's what I want to leave behind because if I'm asking those questions, there's got to be other people that have similar questions, you Mm. know, and if I could do that in my work and somebody could see a painting, you know, see a drawing, see a video that I make, something that makes them feel something that they can project what they felt or think about onto, you know, that's, that's what I want to do with my work. I do it for myself and then naturally it's it's for other people too. Like I was talking to my aunt recently and she's like a huge sci-fi like from this, I, I felt like I knew about sci-fi before a lot of kids in my school because how big of a Star Trek fan she was. Or, oh, okay. Or my grade, at least, not my school. But So I was like, yo, what got you into that? And she was like, yo, I think it was like, she's like X-Files, but like the old X-Files, not the X-Files we know, like the 90s shit, like some X-Files before that. I'm like, I didn't even know they had X-Files before that. And then she was like, after that, it was like Star Wars in 77. But she was like, to see something that you felt like nobody else felt but you. Like, there was nobody that questioned, is there other life on this world? Is it like, so to actually visually see it, like you said, it represented that time of, yo, space, it was like right after the space travel and all this stuff's going on, where people are like, yo, are we the only ones? Can we take our imaginations? That's what, we were just talking about this, you know, this idea of what, that conditioning, you're brought into this world being taught this thinking things are like that, that's conditioning, right? right. But, you know, come on. We're, I, we're not the end-all, be-all. There's something way bigger than this, Whether whatever it is you believe in. But, you know, people believe in things to find comfort in things mm-hmm. outside of this so much unknown. That's These questions could be asked through different mediums of art, creating this, science, whatever it is. But sci- even science could take you so far, right. you know, because we're the ones creating. We're, we're, it's that There's a limit. And I... Uh, I was just saying before, like I watched this really cool video the other day and, and this woman, she had these two boxes in front of her. She was, you know, these boxes were labeled and one of them was like past, right? And one was future. And she's like, we're always under the pre, um, we're, we're, we believe we're uh, preconditioned to think like, okay, so the past influences the future. But if you remove those labels, what are those boxes? What is time, right? Mm-hmm. Why does it have to be left to right, right to left? It could be the pa- the future influences the past. I mean, that's trippy to think about, but... To me, it, you know... That's almost like when some people say evolution. I heard uh, Lord Jamal say this the other day. He's like, people think evolution is only moving forward. It might evolve backwards. It might evolve sideways. Like, it's not evolution. Physics, yeah. quantum entanglement, there's all these different theories out there that, that that are interesting, you know, that are like, 
talk about that. What is that linear idea of, you know, this thing, this idea of reality? What is reality? You know what I'm saying? What is it made up of? I believe so much so based on my own experiences and other people's experiences, there's so much magic that like, you know, you, you felt it before. You can manifest things. You yeah, really absolutely. want something, you can make it happen, it'll happen. all the time. But you have to do it. It's like, you know, we it's all a conscious have, decision. It's a conscious, but that's the thing about the consciousness. Like there's it's a, an unconscious conscious decision. <laughs> well, yeah, there's exactly. So there's like a, there's a destiny for us. There's this thing out there. And if we continue on the path we're on making, it's, you know, we have to make those decisions and do that. Right. But we can dictate that. Our decisions, our choices that we make take us to a certain point, point. And if there's something you want, you can actually get that. Yeah. You know? And that is some sci-fi. I mean, like you talk about, you know, watching all that with your aunt, Twilight Zone. Right. I love that. You so know? Too. Well, I didn't watch it with her. I was just astonished that she was so. And you think this is like a black to me. This is a black woman from, you know, Brooklyn. So it's like the fact that she that was her thing, though. Like when Star Trek came on, she was into that like it was church or something. More like wow. And I could I couldn't get down with it back then. I was a kid. I didn't know. Like it just was a lot of. Talk to me. But it is kind of like church. That's dope. Yeah. I like that. But yo, my dude, uh, Jason, we got to get this party started. People are waiting for us. I hear them calling our names outside of the door. They're not calling our names, but somebody said that they were with the podcast. I heard them. I think that was Taylor, probably. Shout out to Taylor Dalton. Uh, thank you so much, man. You super yeah. dope. Uh, you can find his work online. We'll put his stuff in. We'll put his info in the description. Follow him. Check him out. Damn, I'm Purchase sorry. some work. I wanted to um, ask you questions, Petey. That's for the next. We could do it. We could do a part two. Yo, my dude, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, guys, come back. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Come back next Monday. Shout out to Acast. Uh, you can find us there. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Hope of the Hood. It's your boy. Have a good week. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.